0: Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: The following is a presentation of the SpeedSport Podcast Network. Buckle up, it's time to go
0: On the Drive with Grace Welbing and Taylor Ferns. Welcome to
2: episode one of On The Drive. I'm one of your hosts, Grace Welbing. And I'm Taylor Ferns. And we are so excited to debut this new podcast this year. We're very excited. Uh, We're going to have our first guest on later today. So stay tuned if you want to hear from Jade Apodizian. Yeah, there you go. Got it. Get the pronunciations right. Yeah, get, get them right. the pronunciation right. I'm sure I'll get schooled on it a little <laughs> later. Um, but yeah, no, we are so excited to launch this, and we appreciate everyone who uh, tunes in and listens. Um, Taylor, yeah. why don't you talk a little bit about
1: why we're doing this and why this started? Yeah, for sure. So first off, to anybody that is tuning in, thank you so much for taking time out of your day or your drive while you're on the drive <laughs> um, to listen to us chat, and obviously Grace and I I are both really passionate about motorsports. Um, me specifically, I love open wheel racing. I know Grace is really passionate about motocross and has <laughs> learned more about like the open wheel and grassroots racing yes, as she's worked yes. at Speed Sport. But, Um, you know, we're really grateful to have this opportunity through speed sport. And I think the way that this idea, obviously in the idea generation stage, how it came together was we both individually had been wanting to do a podcast for a while. And I wanted to do one for like a year and I just could not figure out like how to get it done. And I just got so busy. So yeah, perfect. Yeah. So my big thing is, you know, I'm really close with Janice East. And so, you know, we go and have like our tea time lunches, we call them. (laughs) and kudos to Janice because if it wasn't for her I probably would have never done this and she had always she just always tells me you know you should, you should do a podcast you should do a <laughs> podcast and I was like you know I'm not really sure if I have the time you know like running my team racing law school the whole nine you know and so you know just wrote down notes took down notes on my phone of like my ideas and that's when I talked to Mike Kirchner and Ralph at um, PRI and told them my idea and I had already thought about you know, I wanted to do it with somebody else, you know, to go back and forth. And I just didn't want it to come from like a singular perspective. Yeah. And they had both said, wow, that's great. Like, who would you do it with? And I had said, oh, you know, I had already been thinking about you. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, I don't know. Like, do you have any recommendations? And they were both like, grace. (laughs) And I was like, wow, perfect. And then obviously from there we talked about it. And literally it was so crazy, like just meant to be like talk about divine and intervention just just by the way for like just perspective this has all happened
2: within a period of like two weeks yeah we had our first zoom meeting after pri being like okay let's like see if we're on the same page hash out some details and then it was just like
1: let's start like the first week of january yeah and here we are yeah and literally we were both in the meantime i was sick taking law finals and then grace got sick over the holidays (laughs) and We, you know, just started our business plan essentially over a Google Doc, and basically our ideas were like a Venn diagram, like a lot (laughs) of them overlapped, and then, you know, we had our, both of our individual ideas, and they just came together, and so hopefully over time this will, you know, evolve, and everybody that listens will grow with us, and, you know, maybe we'll change things here and there, and um, also allow, like, the fan perspective, and, like, allow them to interact with us through uh, our... social media channels like if somebody has a comment or like a topic that they want to hear about or like maybe even just our opinion which we may insert from time to time (laughs) (laughs) but everybody could reach out to us through our social media channels and like our direct messenger through there and so yeah hopefully we'll you know adapt over time and everybody can grow with us as we go on yeah no i'm so excited uh we have so many so many plans
2: and ideas and i know sometimes it takes you know a lot to put those into action, <laughs> but yeah. I think for the most part, we're pretty in sync when it comes to, you know, what we want to do with this podcast and how we want to do it and who we want to talk to. So I think a lot of our focus will really just kind of be more on grassroots racing. Um, and I just, I think there are so many drivers, so many personalities, you know, in this sport that I've gotten to know and that I've learned about, you know, over my last year and a half with speed sport that, yeah. you know, I just, I just want to just bring some attention to them. You know yeah. what I mean? They're they're so phenomenal. There there's such phenomenal talent in the dirt track, you know, late model, just short track ranks like everything i just i'm so excited to start to you know interview them and get them on here
1: yeah well for sure and i think it's important you know like with not only just social media but all the platforms and like social channels that are around now in this day and age and grassroots racing obviously i feel like doesn't get highlighted as much as it should obviously i'm biased (laughs) i'm obsessed with sprint car racing and you know the silver crown cars and stuff like that and i just feel like that's something that could get highlighted more and each drive as humans we all have our own individual personalities and characteristics about ourselves that make us unique and I don't even think for me like perspective wise it's not even just about the drivers like I think it's cool each crew chief has their own story and so like learning even just more about the pits you know like um, about the crews and the crew chiefs or like the team owners and not because it's not just the drivers you know like the drivers at the end of the day you know our name is on the side of the car but um, you know there's so much more that goes into motorsports as a whole to get people, the drivers and the teams to the racetrack. And so that's something that we'll dive into and key into. And it's kind of, I feel like, uncharted territory. (laughs) And so hopefully we're filling a gap with that.
2: Yeah, well, hopefully you will... Uh, listen to our podcast while you're on the drive to the racetrack, yeah. on the airplane, any, or even just in your house. You know, yeah. like uh, we're excited to take you guys along with us, and yeah, hopefully that, like Taylor said, this just continues to grow and evolve. And if anyone has any guest suggestions and things like that, feel free to leave a comment on our social media. Um, but I think we should just go ahead and get right into it. Uh, we're planning to open our podcast um, each episode with a little segment that we're calling Hot Laps. So kind of just taking on you know some of the trending topics in motorsports just kind of what's going on this week um and actually we're going to start off with what happened last week so buckle up make sure your belts are tight and (laughs) we're ready to go yeah no we're ready to go (laughs) we're going for hot laps (laughs) yep going for hot laps so our first one like i said is going to be what happened last week at the tulsa shootout so Mm -hmm. since i was sick over christmas i spent literally all day every day Watching the shootout. So. Yeah.
1: Did you Did you watch it? Yeah, I tuned in, and we kind of made it like family time almost in my house. You know, everybody was home for the holidays. Um, my sister, you know, resides in Chicago and whatnot. So, you know, obviously communal, we gathered and we would just chill in the living room each night and watch the shootout. And you know, lots of great racing going on, and lots of up and coming talent. You know, n- not just up and coming, but even established drivers. You know, it's cool to see um, all the prominent, well known drivers, whether it's Dirt Lemon. sprint cars, midgets, whatever, that show up to race the shootout um, and bring, uh, like, a certain grandeur. So, like, you really are racing against the best of the best at the shootout. Absolutely, yeah.
2: Emerson Axum was definitely one. Obviously, he got, I think, his fourth overall win uh, in the winged outlaw class. But I just remember I went to the BC39 this last year and seeing him, I think it was his debut race with KKM, And he just came out so strong, just, like, right out of the gate. I think he at least got a podium, you know, that first night. And so just to to see him, obviously he has lots of talent, but, you know, to see that shine at the Tulsa shootout, you know, with him getting uh, his uh, fourth overall win, I mean, his performance was pretty, pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah. And you know I think it shows his ability too because he is one that hops in and out of a lot of cars that I don't maybe I maybe I'm missing it but I don't feel like it's highlighted as much because you know one time he'll race a payment I race against him on payment sprint cars yeah then he'll be in a dirt silver crown car then he's in a wing dirt sprint car and then so you know that is a lot especially he's in his he's how old is he like 18 19 he's younger yeah um so at his age to be able to do that I think is really incredible and so so, um, you know, I he came up, I'm pretty sure, like through the micro sprint racing. So to see that kind of sh- see him shine there was cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then we have uh,
2: Blake Hahn, who won in Outlaw Non-Wing. I think it was his ninth career Golden Driller. Frank Flood won in the Stock Non-Wing. Ricky Thornton Jr., it seemed like he was going to win. And after, I mean, the week he had like climbing through the alphabet suit with that, like he had quite a performance. I know I was... Uh, not secretly rooting for him I got to interview him at world finals and just he's he's a really cool guy to interview and he had such such a crazy year in dirt late models I think he won like 34 races I mean yeah so insane yeah Yeah. and then he ran I think like 10 races in his micro last year so obviously that's a passion of his is the micro sprint stuff so it
1: was cool to see him uh, do well at the shootout until his uh, engine gave up on him yeah well it's like you know there's so many variables that obviously go into racing but especially Especially in particular with the shootout and the chili bowl you know there's always some guys that like get unfortunate like they call it chili bowl luck or shootout luck early <laughs> on and you gotta run it up through the soup and so there's always a couple guys or gals you know that really kind of like are standouts throughout the weeks and you know put on a show and i think he was one of them that was definitely gave the fans somebody <laughs> to root for you know if you didn't have anybody in particular
2: yeah and then the the other story i really wanted to mention was uh Ashton Torgerson winning in winged A-class. What redemption from the last time he was at Tulsa Expo Center? I mean, you you were there, so, I mean, you saw the crash.
1: Yeah, that honestly was something that I probably have never experienced before and hope to never, like, experience as a fan because I yeah. I wasn't racing. Yeah. I was... Obviously, I was racing that week, but I wasn't racing that night, and so just sitting as a fan in the stands and, you know, talking about how the energy in the Expo Center is, like, great, like, unreal, and then to actually see how the Expo Center, like, everybody just kind of, like, died down, and I've never heard it, so you could have heard a pin drop in the Expo after that happened, and, um, you know, I specifically remember turning to Janice East. We were sitting in the stands, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Janice, there's a a body on the track, and she was like, Taylor, stop messing with me that's not funny and then obviously we realized what was going on and so yeah what a rebound and obviously like pure redemption to come back and do that after like the last like basically like harrowing experience i can only imagine for him and so um you know obviously good for him and i know he'll be back at the chili bowl yeah. obviously next week and so you know just sending like best wishes to him because that's a big thing to come back from
2: yeah no congratulations to him i'm excited to see him uh, at chili bowl hopefully Hopefully I'll get to track him down for an interview. So yeah, that's my goal. Um, but going going ahead and uh, moving on, just I just really wanted to mention there's so many motorsports heroes and legends you know who have passed away in these last several weeks. Um, I don't want to start off on a sad note, but I mean I feel like all their legacies are worth mentioning. So, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna kind of go through the list of you know different legends who have passed away uh one of the first ones was uh nhra legend don schumacher he's one of the winningest team owners uh in nhra i don't know if you know uh his team has gotten 19 championships and 366 national event wins since yeah.
1: 1998. Super I prominent, mean, obviously, in drag racing. And so that was, I mean, these are all like super oh. sad names to see, but it's it's you kind of get to a point where you think these people are invincible. Oh, I know. And then you <laughs> hear like, unfortunately, like they pass away and it's just like, oh man.
2: Yeah, no, another NHRA one was Roland Leong. He was nicknamed the Hawaiian and he uh, drove for another legendary team owner, Don Prudhomme. Um, Sprint Car Hall of Famer Rick Ferkel that was a recent one one of yeah. the like, original World of Outlaws drivers yeah I even-
1: and I I had actually um, I saw Christopher Bell's post on Facebook, I believe it was earlier today, kind of talking about how Rick Fergle had a huge impact and, like, big influence on him throughout the early days in his wing sprint car career. And so, um, yeah, that one definitely kind of, like, clits, clits, hits closer to home as far as, um, like, the background and genre of motorsports. Yeah,
2: no, absolutely. And then uh, 2003 Indianapolis 500 winner Gilles DeFerrin um, a NASCAR Hall of Famer Cale Yarborough. That was another recent one very very heavy hitters um so very sad to see them see them go but they're uh their legacy will definitely live on in the motorsports community so
1: yeah and even just the fact that we're talking about them obviously and just all the stuff that i saw on social media about it like yeah. showed their impact on the community as a whole and even their legacy. so they will most definitely be missed certainly uh
2: and then the final uh, segment of our hot laps uh taylor i don't know if you want to introduce
1: uh fan mail to our listeners Yeah, so um, just to kind of go off a little bit how we introduced this at the beginning, we will be having a segment, we'll probably do it at the end of the podcast going forward, but since this is the first episode, you know, we're just kind of winging it and (laughs) just letting the viewers know, like, basically our business outline on how we're going to do this. Um, But we will have a segment, like, regarding fan mail. And so the way we'll kind of collect that or, like, have a way of interacting with that is through uh, the messengers through social media channels like Facebook and Instagram or Twitter and so if anybody has like a comment a concern maybe a topic they want us to talk about um, or anything in particular that they think might be of value like feel free to message it to us and you know we're kind we're recently been checking obviously since we launched or announced (laughs) it yesterday um, or a couple days ago you know we've been like super active on social media and so we kind of want to um like obviously the listeners are our consumers so we want to make sure like great customer service
2: (laughs) (laughs) what a business mentality yeah (laughs) and
1: so we're bringing to the listeners like things that they want to hear so um we love constructive criticism as well so we do yeah (laughs) i didn't know that so feel free if they're like wow you know um taylor talks too much
2: (laughs)
3: Oh dear.
1: Or just like any or even if it's like positive and encouraging, you know, anything you can reach reach out to us on social media. And, you know, we'll take it into context and hopefully maybe apply it going forward and maybe even introduce new segments. So um, like this is ever evolving. And so, you know, we may move some things around, you know, throw some curveball, switch it up. <laughs> so that's the fan part. So reach out to us. Let us know what you think any yeah. recommendations absolutely yeah we welcome
2: we welcome your feedback according to taylor no we do yeah um politely encouraged <laughs> five-star review well that goes <laughs> yes that, uh that go and uh, concludes our hot lap segment we are so excited to get into the next into this next part um again like i said in the beginning we're going to be interviewing jade avidizian she is the 2023 extreme outlaw midget series champion uh, we're gonna hopefully 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 talk to her about a lot of things, um, including Chili Bowl upcoming, since a lot of hype around that, and we're both very excited to get out to Tulsa. So we're going to go ahead and take a short break, and we will be back with Jade. Yeah, be back with Jade
1: in the driver's seat.
0: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion
2: Welcome back to the Speed Sport Podcast Studios for our first episode of On The Drive. I'm Grace Walbing and I'm here with my co-host Taylor Ferns and we have our first guest in the studio, Jade Avedizian. Is that correct? Avedizian. Close. Avedizian. Okay. Yes. Okay. We had a whole conversation yesterday yeah. about how to say it and we were like trying to figure out so we wouldn't like murder your name. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, Starts it's tricky. It's definitely
2: tricky. Yeah. So, it's not an easy one. Okay. Yeah. We were we we're making all sorts of guesses. So thank you for coming into the studio. We're really excited to have you here and kick our podcast off with a absolute banger. So yeah. No, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to chat it up with you with you guys yeah Yeah. of course uh well we're gonna yeah hopefully talk about last year because you had quite the year talk about this coming season, Chili Bowl, you have a lot going on, so I'm excited to get into it. How about you, Taylor?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think when we both were brainstorming on who we wanted to have as our first guest, I think we both sent the text at the same time, like <laughs> Jade. <laughs> yes. And so we're excited to have you here and uh, excited to get this going. And so also looking forward to taking like more of a deep dive um, about you, your career, your ambitions, and um, yeah, just looking forward to what's to come for you. The cat All right, thank you, let's go.
2: So how is your uh, new year starting, I guess, now that we're in 2024?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's only been a few days, but so far, (laughs) so good. Uh, You know, I've been in California uh, for the holidays, obviously, back with my family, and um, it's always good to get back to Mooresville. Um, I feel like this is the place where, um, you know, a lot of the work gets put in um, at Toyota. So um, I've been back, like I said, I've been back here for a few days and um, just try to, you know, prepare myself um, um, for this whole season and obviously you know the biggest week of our kind of our lives, so uh, which is chili bowl so uh looking forward to it
2: yeah and then i wanted to ask you i saw well before we got in here full transparency we were just talking about the tulsa shootout and i remember taylor and i were talking about how you tweeted your seat and you were watching the shootout and everything um, you mentioned on your Instagram story you were talking about Jake Kagopian and how he kind of mentored you in micro, so I was curious if you could talk a little bit about that because obviously that was a big deal this year, his yes. you know last micro
3: race and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so just kind of talk about I guess the impact he's had on you, yeah, so Jake Kagopian and you know the whole driven crew um we grew up uh like 20 minutes from his house, so, you know, we became uh, really close, you know, at the time when I started micros, or when I started in junior sprint. so we'll take it back, and <laughs> I was gosh i think nine years old i'm 17 now so um you know it's been like i said a long a long time friendship um i was racing with a different chassis and he reached out and um you know i feel like that was the time he wanted to start you know developing his junior sprint program so um at nine years old you know i was kind of hired and he built a car for me um to run a junior sprint and i think we took it to the shootout that year and um we didn't have the best luck um like we were talking about you know shootouts (laughs) uh mainly luck you know till the qualifiers and you know the feature on Saturday but like I said you know we didn't have the best year and then you know we kept working on it when I was nine I don't know what year that was I honestly forgot but you know we like goes by fast. yeah you know we had a long time friendship so by the time I went you know 1415 you know we got in the micros you know the 600s and stuff and that law class and you know he was there you know every step of the way honestly so you know it's sad to see him you know retire but I think it's gonna be the best for um, himself and you know his business and um, obviously his family you know he has two little ones and uh, Q starting the race in um, junior sprints as well so yeah. I think he kind of just wanted to you know take a step back and I think uh, not even for myself but for the whole micro spirit world he um, impacted so many people um, you know I think he's um, obviously a great race car driver but um, obviously I think the main thing is um, he's so good off the track you know with little kids to you know grown-ups to um, you know helping people to helping people you know learn racecraft or whatever the case you know he was there
1: um, for you know a lot of the steps um, for me growing up. Yeah well I think that's like super important to even start off at a young age creating that foundation that it sounds like he did for you and being able to turn to him as a mentor um, and just objectively like from my viewpoint I feel like you've been able to have the opportunity to turn to a lot of great mentors you know mm-hmm. like working with Jake and then working with Chad Bow, and then now with the Keith Kroon's crew through, um, and then now resigning with Toyota and having access to all those resources. So that really, I think, sets you up for, obviously, from what you've shown on the racetrack, like, huge potential and um, an exponential amount of success, you know? So um, with that resigning with Toyota and having access to those resources, like, how have you been able to utilize that? And how do you feel like that's translated to help you, like, going forward um, as you progress in your career?
3: Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. You know, I feel like, you know, the day I started racing, I i've had um sort of some of the most supportive people um you know like you probably know you know racing isn't um always easy and you always have a lot of highs and lows so i think it's just been uh, like i said you know starting at a young age you know i've had a lot of great people and um, obviously you know this year with keith and um you know getting the toyota deal um you know if you told me that a few years ago i probably would tell you that's a lie so um (laughs) it's just really cool and you know everyone at trd and uh, tpc have been um awesome to work with honestly and um, you know, I think you know. I think their plan, um, you know, that they have for me in the next few years is going to be really good for you know my b- development side. You know, they sent me out after the uh, West Coast swing out to Arizona for three weeks just to you know learn as much as I can on road courses and um, you know asphalt. Obviously, it's going to be a lot different than what I'm used to, but um, they do a good job, you know, to make sure I'm prepared um, as best as I can. You know, comes to Noma time. Yeah. So
2: obviously now you're like an official development driver so how is that different than kind of what your relationship was with toyota before because you've kind of been associated with them for a while it seems like
3: (laughs) yeah um i think it's a little bit different um obviously you know like you said i've been with them for a little bit or for a while now i think like two years but um now that i'm you know signed and um it's official you know they're gonna take me under their wing um, as Mm -hmm. much as they can and and like I said earlier you know they're gonna um, put in the work you know as long as you know I put in the work they're gonna uh, make sure you know make sure they uh, coordinate you know all the stuff in Arizona that I can go do and um, you know whether it's that or whether it's you know stuff in the off season after Chili Bowl you know the few weeks we have off there you know I'm gonna go run uh, some legend cars in Charlotte so I think it's just like little stuff like that um, I feel like that I never really got before and now that I'm, um, you know, like you said, signed and, um, you know, we have a we have a big year ahead on the six car schedule as well. So um, and, you know, obviously they know that I have pretty much no experience. So it's going to be, you know, pretty different. Yeah. And they know, um, you know, they know what I need what I need to, you know, hopefully, you know, give it my best effort, like I said, come Sonoma time.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I always kind of say like Rome wasn't built in a day, you know, so it's kind (laughs) of like, and also no matter what you're doing in life, like whether it's racing or you're going to school or you're working a regular job, like you always get out of it what you put into it. And so I think by you showing like the initiative that you are, um, I think that'll just like only help you grow, you know, as you go. And so with that and like these foundations and these tools that you have access to, how is that going help you with your career ambitions and like where you want to go like where do you see yourself in 10 years? Like, where do you want to be?
3: Yeah, I'm not really too sure, you know, the timeline. You know, it's hard to say, you know, 10 years from now because a lot of stuff can change. But, you know, my ultimate goal is to race on Sundays, so in the NASCAR Cup Series, and I feel like, you know, what I have kind of planned right now and, you know, bring it all the way back to, you know, TRD, you know, they have a plan in mind. So I think it's just really, you know, coming down to the weekend, just make sure I execute, you know, whatever race car I need, Um, you know, I do the best of you know my abilities and obviously you know it's great to um you know do good on the track but i think it's also um you know i think like you were saying you know the hard work you know during the week um i feel like it's you know a little bit different from me from let's just say to you you know you own your race team and um Mm -hmm. you know my my standpoint and you know my racing is a little bit different because i don't Um, Really ever have to go to the KKM shop, you know, like this year and stuff. Um, So my, you know, my preparation uh, during the week is a little bit different, Um, you know, let's say from you or somebody else. But I still think, you know, you got to you got to put in the work to, you know, get the results you want. Yeah. And then
2: I have one other question about Toyota kind of bringing it back to them what was their role in like getting you here to North Carolina? Because I remember talking to your mom at the BC 39 and she was talking about how they were like, we want Jade out here. We want Jade out here, you know, and like eventually it just kind of pushed, came to shove and it was like, all right, Jade has to get out here yes. sort of thing. So how did they kind of help get you out here? And was that always the plan that you were like, I need to be in North Carolina or was it kind of just Toyota's like call that brought you here?
3: Yeah. So, you know, we've been thinking about moving uh, for like two years, uh, um, but you know after uh the 2023 chili bowl um you know obviously we started talking about uh the following years and you know many years to come um and you know they kind of said um you know we kind of need you know told my mom you know we need you know we need jade out here um you know 24-7 basically so get her out here yeah we need her yeah so um and you know it's funny we had like two or three weeks to, you know, figure out what we were going to do and how we were going to move. And obviously, you know, I'm not, I'm not the only sibling in the family. Yeah. There's so much
1: that goes into it, you know? Yeah. And like
3: I said, you know, we didn't have a lot of time, but, you know, I, my parents knew, you know, they had to get me out here and obviously, um, you know, they're super supportive and, um, you know, you know, kind of made, or they made it happen. So I moved out here February 1st and, um, I think it's been, you know, a huge part of, um, this year and a huge part of, you know, Toyota seeing, you know, the potential, hopefully, Um, you know, I think it's great to uh, be at the TPC Performance Center, you know, the Mm -hmm. Toyota Performance Center every single day from uh, working out to, you know, whatever meetings you have to have sim on, um, you know, selected days on the week. Um, I think it all kind of will help. Yeah. Up to that point, had you like lived in
2: the same house your whole life or like how big of a deal was that move, you know, because I, I moved from California to North Carolina, and it's, like, it's, it's a, it's a an adjustment. massive change. Yeah, so. not yes. having
1: friends or not oh, really yeah. knowing anybody no, or, huge yeah, like. yeah, I can totally, yeah, I can totally relate. Yeah,
3: um it wasn't, you know, I think it was actually pretty smooth. Um, I've, you know, born and raised, basically, since I moved out here um, in California, in the same town, Clovis. Yes, we have moved houses houses mm-hmm. um, just from, you know our family kind of growing, you know, with my two other sisters and uh, whatnot. But, you know, moving basically across the co- across the country, and you like you said, you know, there's you don't know a lot of people out here, and, um, you know, everything's just going to be a little bit different. Yeah. But um, luckily it was, you know, pretty smooth, and um,
1: I've got a good group of friends out here, so it's been fun. Yeah. Well, also, j- there's so many different ways I, like, want to go with this <laughs> and so many different <laughs> questions. But the one thing is, and as I've gotten to know you a little bit more and interacted with your parents, Um, Just as far as, like, contrast goes, and I feel like we can really relate as far as, like, experiences at a young age. But I know, like, when I was younger and growing up, my dad was always the one to go with me to the racetrack. And, like, you know, my dad and I would spend summers in Indiana and whatnot. And for you, the contrast is it's with your mom. And so how has that affected you and helped you? And, like, I love Kim. Like, she's great. And so, um, like, as far as, like, your family dynamic goes, like, how has that all worked out?
3: Yeah, so I think it's been, you know, a little bit different different um this past season um you know growing up um basically you know the four of us you know my little sister and then uh my parents you know used to go to um almost every single race so I think it was you know a little bit different this past season like I said but um you know to have my mom there and um have her almost you know every step of the way it's obviously really cool um you know I know my um you know the kind of the part was was you know my dad owns a business in California so it's not it's not easy for him to kind of just, you know, go every weekend and be gone, Uh, you know, especially, like, during the speed weeks and stuff. It's a little – it's tough for him. So I have my mom, you know, like I said, there every step. And uh, my dad, you know, he went to – uh, come, like, summertime, he was out there a lot, like, the big races, like, you yeah. know, Ninja Week, BC39, yeah. uh, Four Crown. Yeah, um, I saw him at, yeah, I saw him at yeah. Four Crown, that's where, yeah. Yeah, so he'll go to, um, or he'll try to go to most of the races, like, Championship Weekend, like, the mm-hmm. big weekends, basically, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, I think it was, you know, cool, and I think it was different, obviously, um, to have my mom there, you know, every single weekend. I think it was, you know, the main thing for me was, um. You know, my dad, he grew up on it, or grew up racing, so he kind of knows, you know, what I could do better, and obviously, you know, you're riding home with your parents every single night, and, um, you know, whether it's a good night or a bad night, you could always do something better, so he would kind of be the one to tell me, but obviously my mom, she doesn't she doesn't really know like she just is there to you know make sure I'm um, you know 100% ready to go so um, I feel like that was a little bit different but obviously I think I had a, a really good team um, yeah. to make sure you know nothing was nothing was missed
1: yeah right and it's all about that support system honestly and like you mentioned earlier about the people you've been able to have like be surrounded with yeah and that will like make or break a person honestly like oh, finding sure. whether it's good help or like a supportive like foundation um, like you have such a great family and like we all know like that plays a big aspect in any driver or just anybody in motorsports you know because you're on the go 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 and it takes a lot of money to do it and (laughs) so on and so forth so yeah yeah, that's really cool to see
2: at what point did like your you and your parents kind of like start taking racing seriously because i'm sure when you're young it had to be kind of like a fun thing like oh Mm -hmm. hey let's get into this together like you know you said your dad raced like i'm sure it was kind of like a hey jade come to the racetrack or whatever it was but at what point was it kind of like uh either you coming to them being like hey guys i want to do this forever or like when did it change into like all right we're actually going to make this a from hobby to profession Yeah. yeah yeah
3: so i think you know i think it's tough in their eyes you're like at the time you know i started racing when i was seven and like you said you know we did it for fun and um they didn't really know if it was gonna be for fun or if i was gonna you know try to make it out of it and um at the time you know i had no clue i had no clue what i was even doing so um i think you know i think by the time i turned nine um you know those two years right there i played i played a lot of different sports um and racing so like I played basketball I played volleyball I played soccer I played I played a ton of sports so I think you know the day I turned nine I was kind of over all the other sports and I just wanted to (laughs) you're like these are boring yeah yeah Yeah. and I think you know the racing kind of was my number one so they saw that and um obviously you know we had a lot of success you know around those years so they were like okay like if she wants to do it great we'll give it our best shot and so I think you know when I kind of Kinda of quit my other sports and you know put all my focus into one. I think that was the time they realized I wanted to do it. Yeah, you're all in. <laughs> yeah. All, all yeah. the eggs
1: in one basket. Let's go. <laughs> <For> sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and with that, we're actually gonna take a short break and then we will be right back with more.
0: Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time.
2: All right, and we are back in the SpeedSport podcast studios. Again, I am Grace Wolbing. I'm here with my co host, Taylor Ferns, and I'm gonna try to say it right this time, Jade Avidizian. Yes, there you oh go. Oh my gosh, yeah. Awesome. There you right. We
1: should do like a little tutorial, like break it down by syllable. I saw. So nobody, like, flow, everybody can get it right going <laughs> forward. Like, they can just turn to this. Yeah, I saw <laughs> Jeff
2: Luck's uh, story on you in the athletic. I saw that he had in parentheses, like, how to pronounce her name, and I was oh, like, that's, that's funny. So smart. It's- Smart. yeah it is smart. yeah yeah but actually mentioning that i wanted to ask you like you've been interviewed by jeff gluck from the athletic like you were in the kenny conversation like you've been all over like national headlines like what has that been like to kind of i guess have all this recognition from these like top media outlets mm-hmm. and people in racing, you know?
3: Yeah, it's really cool. You know, when when Kenny texted me, I thought that was, like, the coolest thing and, like, <laughs> I think it's, you know, no different from Jeff texting me. Yeah, I thought, yeah. you know, those things were just, like, you know, I, was, I will always remember those texts. I think it's just so cool and, you know, I've done so much, you know, media over, I would say probably, you know, especially the last year, but especially, you know, I think the last two years that I think it's um, really, really cool. Um, I feel like, you know, racing is You know, media is a big part of racing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for me to do all this stuff, and for me to have you know a lot of a lot of great or a lot of cool people you know reach out to
1: me is um, special to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, like, it's almost like a surreal, surreal. gosh, I can't talk today, <laughs> pinch me moment. And, um, yeah, you're totally right, though. Like, the media, especially over time, like, I think about when I was younger and up and coming, like, starting off in the midget stuff and then till now, mm-hmm. it's, like, how much social media has evolved. Yes. And, and like, with realm. motorsports and, like, how if you want sponsors, like, big-time sponsors with, obviously, big-time money, it's, like, yeah. they'll turn to just your followers, you know, yes. on social media. And so yeah, it's really good that you're, like, you're picking up on it and obviously take advantage of everything you can. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think like like you said, you know, the media is
3: a huge, you know, part of uh, motorsports right now. Yeah. So. When do you feel like that kind
2: of like kicked off the most? Because I know I think you won your first midget races in 2022. Yes. With Chad Boat. And then obviously you were Chili Bowl rookie of the year this last year like that was a mm-hmm. huge deal you know like yeah when do you feel like it started like snowballing and like you know i i think you told this story one time of someone recognized you in like a sandwich shop and like that, oh, was, like, your first, <laughs> yeah, that was like your first interaction <laughs> of
3: like someone being like are you jade yeah. like i mean <laughs> when did that kind of start happening yeah so i think you know bring it back to 2022 um our first midget win i feel like that was um you know a huge part of you know my career just to get the first one and kind of check it off the list so I think that one you know brought a lot of a lot of eyes to me and then obviously Mm -hmm. um, you know Chili Bowl um, Chili Bowl is a huge one there's um, you know no one's really doing much so everyone's tuned into flow yeah and, uh, you know watching that week so um, you know to perform or for us to perform that good uh, definitely you know got us got us on the like map to you know have a hopefully have a good 23 season mm-hmm. yeah and, you know the extreme stuff obviously um, you know we obviously had a, a yeah. good season on that side too so I think I think everything kind of just started building and um, you know obviously being in Mooresville there's obviously a lot of a lot of race fans so um, you know like you said you know to get recognized and jimmy johns i thought that was that this was over the summer i believe of 23 so um yeah that was like my first like really cool one i thought so yeah uh but yeah i think it's really cool yeah so
1: oh oh sorry i was
3: just gonna say has that happened more often or is that still like the one time no um i actually just had one you know it's happened a few times but i just had one i was at Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, <laughs> oh, it was last weekend. Um, so we, me and my friends are, like, big into golf right now. Yeah. So we were trying to get fitted on their sim, like, at Dick's. Well, <laughs> yeah. um, we were just messing around, too. And this, these a brother and a sister came up to us and, um, you know, asked for a picture
1: and stuff. And um, obviously cool. I took it. So I thought yeah. it was pretty cool as yeah. well. Yeah. No, that is cool. And probably so memorable for those kids, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? no, yeah absolutely. they were like, I was telling them, you know, it's
3: Shootout Week. And they're like, and the mom was saying, yeah, he wants me to pull um, him out of school so he can watch shootouts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him at all.
2: Like yes. I'm like, "Mom, please let me. Like I just want to watch racing." Like Yeah,
1: for sure. Hopefully he's not faking sick or something yeah. like that. And yeah. that was always a thing when I was a kid, too. Yeah, there That's was weird. a lot of. Mom I'm not feeling good one, today. Yes.
3: yes.
2: So how often do you play golf now? Because I know we did that one interview and Jade was like on the golf course yeah. like
3: in the middle of her game, but like when did that kind of come about? Oh Geez, I, I've always kind of played it, you know, the last two or three years. Um, and then, like, this year or this past summer, I played, like, a ton. Um, and, you know, it's funny because Ryan Timms lives with us, you know, when he's out here. So um, he got into golf. So <laughs> then it was just like, okay, we're all into yeah. golf. Yeah. yeah. Some of my other friends were into golf. So, um, you know, we would go out. You know, during the weeks on summer nights and play, and um, I haven't played in like a month or two just because I've kind of been so busy, and it's kind
1: of cold outside. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah. you don't want to go out in your parka.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It has been like frigid, cold here. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I haven't played
3: as much, but we'll probably get back to it. You know, come summertime. Yeah. 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 Is it
2: more of like a mental break for you, or just something fun? Like, or is there something else that you do that's kind of like a reprieve from? racing because i know it can like just consume you know your life like, yeah so yeah yeah
3: uh, i think yes and no i think you know balance in life um just to make sure you know you don't you don't really get to overthinking um your racing stuff so i think you know to go do you know fun stuff like that or mm-hmm. uh you know whatever it is um it kind of just gets you gives you a little break and obviously you know we enjoy it so um i think you know i think it's a little bit of both
1: yeah, and they always say you know golf's a good sport to learn because obviously um, a lot of business is conducted on the golf course. So
3: yeah, that is true. That is true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah,
1: no. Honestly, growing up, my dad and my brother are big golfers, and so I have golfed like here and there. Like I'm not active at it, but like since I was four, but that's always the thing. Like going through school and stuff, everybody would say a lot of business, you know, is conducted on the golf course. That is so. true. I have heard that there is some yeah, deal making no, out it's, there. Golfing. Yeah, and so it's a good thing to know. You know, I need to get out there. I only. Play play
2: like mini golf. Like I think I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think business is conducted at mini golf yeah. courses. It's probably like, not. No. Good
1: practice though. Good practice. But yeah, all, for your putts yeah. 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 But also also um as far as like preparation goes, like mentally that's probably a good a way to get ready for a race or whatnot, as far as like what you said, mm-hmm. just clean your head and not overthinking. And you mentioned earlier how like you'll go to Toyota, work out and whatnot. What is like a typical day to day routine for you or like how do you prepare?
3: Yeah, so I think, you know, every day of the week is a little bit different. Um, You know, I think Monday mornings, you know, we go to TPC and, um, you know, work out. And um, let's just say, you know, I have a nutrition meeting. I'll do that after my workout or, um, like... Actually, for instance, today, you know, I worked <laughs> out, um, done that, and then we'll go back at 2:30 do yoga, and then I'll have I have a meeting at four um, today. I can't say what it is, but um, uh, darn, darn, I'm gonna get some news. Yeah, like, I know, I know. Geez. And then Gee. like tomorrow or on Tuesdays, uh, we'll work out in the morning and then go cart in the afternoon. I go or track house yeah, now. Yeah, I know. I um, call it GoPros. Pro but, Yeah, so it's it's also a little bit different, um, you know, each day today, but you know when we're racing a lot you know a lot of film that i get that i watch during the week so you know i fit that into obviously my schedule and um it's not hard i don't i'm not very busy you know day to day realistically so um yeah i think you know midsummer, and obviously you know now that we haven't uh raced in for a while um you know there's obviously a lot of time to you know watch videos and uh break down chili bowl Yeah. Um, I was curious, do you feel like
2: racing has become a job yet? Or like, because I know even like things that are your dream or things that you know you absolutely love and think are fun like they eventually kind of just become routine they become a job like do you feel like racing is that yet obviously it's still fun but like Mm -hmm. there has to be some sense of like okay this is you know my responsibility to you know do all these things and not just on the track but off as well Mm
3: -hmm. yes yes i definitely agree it's you know a job um obviously i think i have one of the funnest jobs (laughs) but uh well <laughs> um, but yeah, I do feel like it's a job um, honestly and I think and I don't I don't really know how to explain it. Um, obviously you know there's expectations you know come the weekend that you need to make sure you can um, hit or check off mm-hmm. the box and um, I don't know if it is a job or not but it, I kind of feel in like my eyes it it is a job for you know for me to go do that come weekend time or um, like you said even during the week there's stuff that I have to do so
1: yeah so you mentioned expectations so I know especially being a young female coming up through motorsports male-dominated sport there's not many of us mm-hmm. right do you feel like you have extra weight on your shoulders as far as like trying to represent the female gender or whatnot have do you experience that at all or uh no um,
3: not really um, you know I feel like you know the the main thing about the whole girl thing um, you know that I kind of put you know thought into is you know when little girls come up to me and say you know they or I inspire them you know to start racing I know I mean I'm sure you've had it happen you know it's hard Mm -hmm. to put um, feelings into words but um, it's obviously really cool yeah so yeah
1: no for sure and I I think it's like a good thing to try to bring more females in at the younger age because I try to like reflect. I've been involved in motorsports for 22 years mm-hmm. now. Jeez. <laughs> and you know, it's like when you start off in quarter midgets you probably feel the same. There's so, there's a lot of girls in quarter midgets, but then it's like as you go up the ladder, it's kind of like the funnel effect, right? They yeah. just kind of slowly. Away, yeah. yeah, and it's like more so than the males, right, in comparison. And so um, I even think about when I started midgets when I was 13, 14 and like to now, sometimes I'd show up and be the only girl and it's still like now, okay, there may be four girls that i mean it's more than 10 years ago but it's like i still feel there's a long way to go yeah you know well i i wrote this like women in motorsports series here and like what the first the
2: first story was called like no more first because like girls, like, girls like Jade, like, yeah. they're, you're just doing it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, like, pretty soon, like, it's not that, like, oh, she was the first female to do this. Yeah. It's like, alright, Jade's already the first female national midget champion. yeah like, we can't
1: have another, Well, you know? it's so, like, yeah. yeah, and, like, I remember when we talked about this, it was, like, you know, there really wasn't a lot of people, I mean, there was a handful, like, before us, but yeah. really, like, every female in motorsports, like, up until this point probably has a first with something, yeah. you know? Yeah, and absolutely. so, yeah. it's kind of getting... Getting rid of that stigma it's like we're not and also we're not competing for titles you yeah. know, like first that's like it's not about that. Yeah. Like as a community, um I could talk about this for hours. So I don't know, how do you feel? How yeah, you I about? think okay, so I think it is cool, you know, to be the
3: first or uh whatever the case is, you know, to write your name in the history books or um, you know, whatever anyone says. But um for me, you know, my personal thing is um I don't put, you know, much thought into the whole, you know, girl thing. You know, I want um I have my own goals, you know, in life and um, in racing that I you know just want Want to check off the box uh, for myself, honestly, and you know for the people behind me um so um yeah I don't I don't put much thought into it um yeah but that's just my yeah. opinion
1: I mean you can't and so what's good like obviously you have a good head on your shoulders just like you're doing what you want to do and like that's what's gratifying to you when it's not mm-hmm. like society you know like pushing <sighs> your mental state in yeah. a certain direction yeah. yeah
3: and I think you know I think it is tough yeah I think especially this year you know there was a lot of a lot of let's just say the championship, you know, a lot of people, you know, brought it up. And um, like I said, I do think it is cool, you know, mm-hmm. to put my name in the history books. But um, at the same time, you know, I thought, you know, winning a championship was, you know, way cooler than, you know, being the yeah. first, first yeah. girl to win a championship. Ex- exactly. so. well, I was going to say, yeah. that had to like take the cake. I mean, yeah. like it's a championship. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think, you know, maybe people look at it different, but uh, that's just my opinion of it. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your your goal. I
2: know a little earlier, you know, you were talking about you want to race on Sundays and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. With all of the, you know, dirt track experience, obviously you're going now into, like, road courses with the GR Cup this, you know, coming year and stuff like that. But as far as, like, dirt track goes, has wing sprint car racing ever been a topic? Like, has it ever been an interest of yours to, like, go and do that? Or is it just, like, no, I'm going the asphalt route? Yeah.
3: yeah so i i mean i would say i've you know thought about it um but you know i thought about the dirt stuff i thought about the asphalt stuff and you know just you know, what I kind of wanted was, you know, not, I think the main thing, you know, for me, or to hopefully, you know, go asphalt racing is you're not gone, you know, 100 times during the year. You still have, you know, you still have kind of a life. And obviously, you know, your racing is, you know, your main thing in life, but you still have, you know, time in life to do other stuff. So for me, you know, right now, I don't see sprint car stuff, you know, in my You know, my plan this year or my stuff to. Or my years to come, mm-hmm. um, you know, anything could happen. You know, if I have if I have an off weekend this coming year, um, you know, this coming season, you know, and I have the opportunity to go run one, you know, I'm probably going to say yes. But um, to be a you know a full time sprint car driver, um, I don't see it, you know, in my future right now. So
2: yeah, no, yeah.
1: I mean the schedule is like I mean an it, it is br- It's brutal. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean I didn't do the hundred races a year when I was doing the wing sprint car stuff, but we maybe did sixty or seventy, yeah. wow. and that was like. Yeah. Yeah,
3: no, it's a lot. I mean And yeah, yeah, sorry I didn't write. You know like it. don't get me wrong, like to do 100 races or 120 races is definitely cool, you know. I think anytime time you can be in a race car, um, it's going to make you better, but um, obviously, you know, it's a big a big task at hand so um yeah I just don't see it really being my thing right now but
1: yeah well it's good that you recognize that you know like you know what you want and go for it go for it girl yeah and
3: I've (laughs) I've always you
1: know dreamed of
3: racing on Sundays and um you know I like the asphalt stuff I like the truck stuff I like the Xfinity stuff so um for me I think it's just been more you know my dream and what I kind of set my eyes on Yeah. yeah so why exactly I don't know if this was your decision or if it was kind of Toyota's
2: decision, but when it came to choosing, you know, GR Cup to have you go do that. Why was it GR Cup and road courses versus like late models and doing like short track oval stuff? Yeah.
3: Yeah, so yeah, that's a good question honestly. I think, you know, it's their pl- plan in mind. Um I think if you look at the cup schedule, you know, there's going to be a lot more, you know, street courses and road courses yeah. um coming up. So I think um you know, back to the preparation thing, um for me to do that, I think it's good preparation. So if I do make it or if I can make it, um I'm just a little bit more prepared. Um I know I know if I do good this year, then I'll probably get into, you know, the more oval stuff and Mm -hmm. ARCA and um, all that stuff. But uh, for right now, you know, that's their uh, plan on, you know, preparation for me. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think it's good, like, especially at a young age, starting the road course stuff. Because, you know, I feel like you came up a similar route. Like I did quarter midgets, micro sprints and then the midget stuff. And it's like, yeah, within that realm, like you never had the chance to work in the road course racing. So, yeah, it's really good that you have the opportunity to do that now with the GR Cup and it will expand into more opportunities going forward. Yeah,
3: Yeah. absolutely. And and I'm super excited, you know, for that. Um, Like you said, you know, there's really no road course stuff we've ever done. done. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot of learning, but I'm super excited. You know, we tested a few weeks ago in Sonoma um, and I know, you know, I know what I could do better and I know, you know, what I Can grow on, so um, I'm excited to you know have a full season of that, and um, and it is only seven weekends, but um, it's still a lot of you know it's still if you look at it's still kind of a lot of weekends, and it's a a lot of track time as well. Yeah. yeah. So now you tested at Sonoma, Phoenix, and then you did
2: that sports car race at Laguna Seca, right? So those are your those are your three asphalt yeah
3: experiences. Okay, and how? Yeah, and I wasn't on the track at Phoenix; it was just a like a place in Phoenix, like a private track. I gotcha, a private track. Yeah. Oh. Very nice. Well, yeah. sea time is sea time, yeah. you know. Yeah. No, absolutely, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, you know, the bringing back to Laguna. Um, you know, the people at Peels. Um, I was home for uh, Fourth of July, and we had lunch with them just to, you know, catch up. And they're like. Uh, you want to run this. And I was like, um, you know, I would have to definitely ask because it's obviously not TRD. So um, I asked and it perfectly aligned with one of my off weekends. So I was like, um, so I asked and obviously they said yes. So um, it was just cool to do that just to, you know, kind of get my feet wet and um, kind of get in, you know, an idea of what I was um, getting myself into kind of. Yeah, Yeah. it was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up this topic,
2: go on a short break, and then we'll come back and talk about Chili Bowl. all right welcome back to the speed sport podcast studios one last time i'm grace welbing and i'm here with my co-host taylor ferns and our guest jade Avadizian. <sighs> Yes. There you go. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to be a pro at this There by you the go, end. Grace. Feeling really better. Feeling really <laughs> better. <laughs> All righty. So now we get to talk about Chili Bowl, which is coming up extremely fast. Taylor, I think, starts her journey tomorrow.
1: Yeah. To head out there? Yeah. Well, I pit stop in Indy. Okay. Got yes. to get a few things. Yeah. Then I'll be there for a few days and then heading out. Know? All right. But yeah, the trek actually began on the first for me because, <laughs> because then I came down here, you know. <laughs> so packing for like two and a half oh weeks. Oh, Gosh, you yeah. Can see all the clothes. Yeah, yeah. Jade. When do you head out there?
2: Uh, Saturday. Saturday. All yeah. right. I'll be there Tuesday, so we'll all have to meet you up. Yeah, we'll have there. to congregate. <laughs> yeah, good. This is this is my first chili bowl, so I'm gonna need a little like insight oh. on you know what to expect. Cause like I I've heard so many things. Obviously, like there's so much hype around chili bowl and all that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, I
3: think it's my
1: personal favorite yeah. all year. So have you started your airborne gummies yet? Oh, you got to. start? start preparing for air, b- f- because of the carbon monoxide oh, and the yeah. fumes. Yeah. Yeah, like, um. People get sick. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, start your airborne, like, ASAP. Like, the fact that they don't sponsor the Chili Bowl for me, <laughs> mind-blowing. Yeah, we started two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. yeah i I'm started way last behind. week. Yeah, <laughs> I started last week. I got my gummy every morning. Got it. Yep. Oh, my. Yep. So, what does it do? Like, it just helps. It's, it's with, with your immune system. Oh. Uh, yeah, but last year, hey, I actually I got really sick (laughs) sick my my prelim night and so mark daly was parked next to us and he goes oh my gosh you got to get this girl she's going around with ivs (laughs) you know with the vitamins yeah oh my gosh but it was like 300 bucks speaking of that i was like getting one on friday are you just so i'm where are you going somewhere around here yeah i forgot the name i was like maybe i'll go while i'm here or in in india yeah yeah yeah
2: Dang. you Yeah, gotta, it's, this is pre- it's pretty preparation. Bad. Preparation okay. is key. Yeah. All right. No one told me, so I, I'm very grateful. Hydrate. I would, I would load up on okay. vitamins. Yeah. For Hydrate. Sure.
3: Like <laughs> liquid IVs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely make sure. Because it's easy. I think, like, for myself, honestly, you know, it's hard to. Or not hard, but you kind of forget to drink water because it's cold outside. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, summertime sense. where you're, like, thirsty all the time. So, like, for yeah. me, it's, like, gosh, I need to drink water and, yeah. you know, make sure yeah. I'm eating. And especially, you know, especially that week. Like, I know. Uh, like you were saying, you got sick on my, your prelim night. I got super sick like after the feature i went to the media room and i was like "Like I gotta go home and i yeah. was like, puking till like saturday morning i was like oh my, i gotta yeah. get it together yeah well but, it's
1: so easy also like even during race season i mean you might have experienced mm-hmm. this too like you get caught up oops you get <laughs> caught up you're running around nonstop, yes. like a chicken with your head cut off and this summer i like an experience dehydration malnourishment oh the whole gosh. nine so yeah, it's, it's it's like easy, especially like at Chili Bowl, it's easy to do yeah. because you get caught up in what you're doing, yeah and, yeah.
3: and you're always talking, so it's like obviously all those people, and yeah, um, it's already kind of winter, and it's just going around, and yeah, yeah. 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 But like you said, like you know this during the summertime, like especially like Indiana Midget Week, when you're just going and going and going, and like Chili Bowl, you're just going all week, yeah. And, um, it's just easy to. Yeah. You no, know, get down and get yeah.
1: kind of. Those yeah. liquid IVs honestly have been game changers. <laughs> especially, yeah, they I'll are. have at least one a day. And then when I'm <laughs> at the racetrack, I'm like walking around with the pink drinks all day. <laughs> <laughs> and they taste pretty good actually. All right, the <laughs> yeah. no. Drunk. No. I've had them all. Oh, the passion really? fruit is good. I yeah. mean, we're plugging them and it's like we don't... Yeah, come on as a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh, be? So what was your first
2: year not racing but attending because I know you attended before you raced?
3: Yes. So, 2022. 2022, I watched, and then I raced 2023, and then uh, this year, 24. Yeah. Yeah. And so, didn't
2: you do that just to kind of, like, prepare a little better and, like, kind of just see, I guess, what's up, you know, like, how it goes? Yeah,
3: exactly. So, I've never been, obviously, you know, before that, and I knew I was going to race, um... 23 because I wasn't old enough. That, yeah, that was this year. I wasn't old enough to run 2022. Okay, so, I gotcha, um, yeah. So, yeah, I basically was like, I want to just go just to, mm-hmm. you know, I've done the shootout, but obviously, you know, everyone says, you know, the Chili Bowl is different. So uh, I just wanted to go, you know, get a part of the building and the atmosphere and um, just make it a little bit easier when you go back for, you know, yeah. Yeah. first try. Well, so.
1: the, it is so important to do that, though, because I remember, like, doing something similar. Like, you go and experience it because it is such a different week, different yeah. atmosphere, yes, for sure. even just getting used. Used to like what goes on from the day to day, so it's not like your first year, like culture shock.
3: Yeah, you yeah. know, and yeah, so yeah, it's like it's very, it could be overloading, kind of. Yeah, um, you know, the fans come Saturday or. Probably the best fans I've ever seen. But, yeah, you know, they're they're wild. Yeah. And, wicked. Um, yeah, you know, and there's obviously a lot of people around and a lot of people to talk to. So I think it yeah. was just kind of you know get get a feel of it, and so it's yeah. not so new. You yeah. know, going into the you energy know, the new racing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the energy is the next energy level. The energy is top unmatched. row rowdies. It's unmatched. <laughs> yes. What were some of the
2: like main differences? From, like, running shootout to running Chili Bowl, you know, like, obviously you guys are talking about, like, even the energy is super different, you know, yeah. but, like, racing-wise, like,
3: how different of an experience is that? Yeah, I think, you know, breaking down the track, um, obviously, you know, the midgets are, um, have a bigger tire and stuff, so they build the curb faster than, you know, the micro, so I think that was kind of the main thing was, um, you know, how fast, you know, the build— or the curb builds and how big it can get. Like if you look back on, you know, my prelim night at the end of it on Tuesday, you know, the curb was Probably, you know, one of the biggest curbs I've ever ran. So um, I think that was, you know, a huge difference. And then obviously, like you said, and um, you said, you know, the energy is uh, <laughs> unmatched. Like, under caution, you can hear them. And um, like you said, the top row realities, you can definitely hear them. <laughs> and, uh, the train <laughs> They
2: definitely, up there. they live
1: up to their
3: name.
2: Oh, my oh God. for sure. I'm for so sure. excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's an experience and a half grade. It's so really fun. Oh, have... my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. So
2: your prelim night, your first, basically, I guess you had practice. Practice, but then that would be your first time like racing on the track you finished third that's yes. I mean that had to be like oh my gosh like <laughs> big relief you know like yeah kind of getting that out of the way
3: like I mean I know you didn't lock straight in but still that was I mean a phenomenal yeah. first
2: performance
3: yeah for sure you know you never really know you know how you're gonna stack up on your prelim night and um, you know Tuesday night was there was a lot of good people so um, Like you said, you know, there was a lot of you know relief from that just to see kind of where we stacked up. Um, Yeah. But yeah, we were definitely sad. You know, we had a we missed it by one. But at the same time, we were like, it was it was a good you know performance for a first try. Yeah.
1: um, I thought it was you know a good week though. Well, even just going off of that, I when I started going at a young age, and people can probably remember, like they used to take the top three and lock in the top three. So I was actually a little. I mean, it's grown so much over the years. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you finished third. I was like annoyed for you because i was like (laughs) you know what she's like five years too late because she would have just locked straight in you know yeah Um, i was gonna say that had to be annoying
3: almost like yeah and especially like you know half or no like 10 laps to go i had a chance to take the lead i got to second one point and then i messed up so i was like already
1: mad over (laughs) that and then i didn't lock in i was like oh my gosh yeah um well one thing was i remember you probably don't remember this but i the whole week last year I wanted to introduce myself to you because I feel like we'd like walk past each other whatever and I remember one time just looking over at you and I was gonna say hi and you were just so in the zone <laughs> and so I was like you know what? I'm not gonna mess up her mojo but I wanted to ask like what makes you tick like when you get up in the morning and you're like getting ready like what makes you like persevere to like get through the day as far as like what your goals are you know yeah I think
3: I don't know honestly I think you know I have a a very, you know, high, I don't know, high energy in me to, you know, wanting to win and, you know, wanting to, you know, I think actually, you know, one thing that I, you know, I love to do is the cage stand. So I think that was just like, you know, one thing I really want to do. And obviously, you know, you have to win to do that. So I think that was just like, you know, making sure, you know, um, that I have, you know, I want something to do, and I have, you know, something to look forward to every night, and um, obviously, you know, you get to look forward to racing, you know, no matter however you do, it's just something fun that we do, and, um, but yeah, I think, you know, I just, I just really want it so bad that it's, um, I just want it, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you can
1: always feel that, too. Like, I always kind of tell people, like, you know, I feel like, unless certain, everyone's different, but when you talk to somebody, like, you can feel their energy, like, their passion, like, how bad they want it.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um
1: so I mean definitely I definitely get that vibe for you but you know everybody's different though you yeah. know so Yeah for sure yeah I think
3: yeah and I, especially you know that week there's there's a lot of hype into it and a lot of pressure into it. And um, so you want to, you know, you want to give it, you know, your best effort, um, you know, yeah. ma- no matter what. But especially that way, because there's so many people watching. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Talk a little about about like making the A-Main last year. I think
2: you started 13th and then had a couple issues and then ended up 18th. Mm-hmm but I mean that has to kind of set the expectation higher I would think for this year to know that like all right we
3: did it last year like I'm what's kind of your goal of like where you want to be at the end of the week yeah for sure yeah I think if you yeah like you said you know you go to the feature on Saturday it was so cool to you know be in it for the first year and um you know walk out on stage um you know it's just a feeling that's kind of unmatched and um yeah I think you know we have obviously a lot to improve on you know during the feature I was I got up to 7th at one point. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. I was like, yeah. keep, keep going. <laughs> yeah, and then I, um, I kind of just faded. You know, mistakes on my part. Um, but, you know, going back this year, you know, this this year or this year will be the first year with KKM. So, uh, I'm definitely confident. And, um, you know, I've been with them all year. And, you know, I know how the team works. And I know how, you know, Jared is going to have me. And, um, you know, I'm just, I feel, you know, really good going into the week. But, um, obviously, you know, it starts on, you know, Wednesday night. Um mm-hmm it's gonna you know we got to get through you know our heat race our qualifier and then um put a good 30 laps down so uh wednesday night is gonna basically tell you if you're gonna have a good (laughs) week or a bad week so um but like i said you know i feel i feel good into it or pretty good at going into it and i feel um confident and you know with the team and um you know we're just gonna go give it our our best effort and see what happens yeah Yeah. how different of a like driver do you feel or even just
2: person from, like, last year showing up as a rookie and now this year after everything that you accomplished last Mm -hmm. year. I mean, you had a ton of seat time, ton of accomplishments. You know, like, how different do you feel going into it this year?
3: Yeah, uh, definitely, you know, a lot more prepared, um, you know, and I feel like, you know, having a whole year with KKM and, you know, racing a ton, um, you, I think you just, you build confidence, you know, over time, obviously, and um, being with the same, you know, group of guys all year and going into, um, you know, one of the biggest races, um, like I said, you just build confidence and you feel, you know, you feel good about it. And, um, you know, even myself, I've grown, I feel like I've grown so much in the last year um, or even, you know, starting at DeCoin um, till right now, I have grown exponentially, you know, myself. As a driver, and um, you know how I can. Um, you know, think about it on the racetrack and you know how I can uh, make sure I think about it kinda the kinda the right way if we have a restart or you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case is. So um I feel like like I said, I feel like I've grown so much and I've learned um
1: so much this yeah. year. Yeah. So last year rookie at Chili Bowl, you're with mm-hmm. chad bow This year veteran rookie stripes are <laughs> off, you're with KKM, <laughs> which you've had success with as you mentioned, like right off the bat. I think your second race with them, you won DeCoin Indoors. Yes. And so what does that transition be—what has what is that been like, if there was any at all? I mean, you killed it right off the bat, but, like, going into your veteran year in Chili Bowl, like, how might that look different?
3: Yeah, um, I think, you know— I think it's definitely gonna look different. Obviously, you know we've had the whole year to, you know, log laps and you know learn so much that, um, you know, I think if you just break down our whole season, um, you know the like you were saying it was it was kind of weird. You know, we won the second night out on the coin, and then you know we had um, a month or two of you know me just like struggling really bad, honestly, and um, you know the month or two of me learning a ton. Like for instance, like I would push. I think there was like two or three times I would push so hard and um had a chance to win and had a chance to take the lead and um push so hard taking the lead that um I spun out or wrecked or you know, whatever the case was. So um, you know, backing myself down was, you know, a huge deal. So now that I know yeah. going into Chili Bowl, you know, that backing yourself down is um a huge, you know, huge part of it, especially, you know, at the end of the future the curb gets huge and yeah um, you know, the track if it gets too big, you know, you gotta get down to the bottom or whatever the case is. So um, I think you know i think i've just learned so much that i feel feel pretty good going yeah that, so.
1: well it's like you know what you don't learn unless you make mistakes and like that's definitely part of like the growing stage and so you know i i've been there so i totally <laughs> know and it's like you would have never learned that if you didn't d- mess up you know yeah, and so for sure i think like long term like obviously you'll be totally be better off for it yeah and um Well, yeah. last year i know we
2: talked a couple times and you were saying how like you're like oh i just saw red you know like what color
3: are you seeing (laughs) that? Like, blue, tranquil, like... Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, like, especially, you know, when we talked, um, that was, I think, the month that you know, I was kind of struggling or no, that was the month, you know, you I kind of like, I thought you won like four races yes, or Yes, I kind of started, yeah. you know, figuring out and the mm-hmm. flip change and switched or whatever. Yeah, so, um, light yeah, bulb went off. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, So But yeah, that was, a, you know, a huge part of it um, just to make sure you know, I backed myself down um, <laughs> that, I, you know, I wasn't giving it you know, Pete always say, says this from KKM you know, you can't give it 110% every single lap and that was you know, my issue was I would just drive as hard as I possibly could and obviously you know it worked sometimes but most of the time it didn't so well it's um, easier
1: to slow somebody down than speed them up you know so
3: yeah yeah for sure and I think you know I've had um you know Jared in my corner um Pete and everyone else at KKM to make sure you know that they teach me and um obviously you know they have um and I'm so so grateful you know for them um you know I think that was a huge you know or part of our season that was missing. Um, But, you know, I'm glad that they taught me and, you know, I took it in and um, learned as kind of as fast as I could. Yeah, yeah. And as we kind of start to wrap this up, I was curious,
2: just what was one of your favorite memories or, like, moments from last year's Chili Bowl? Like, was it being awarded Rookie of the Year? Was it after the A-Main? Like, what was that, like,
3: special moment for you? Yeah, I think – the rookie of the year was definitely pretty cool Um, and you know making it in and um, I think walking on stage on Saturday is super special and then obviously you know our prelim night to podium um, was really cool so I kind of have a lot of special moments (laughs) from that week but um, overall I thought it was you know I think overall I think it's just a
1: special week in general so yeah yeah yeah. absolutely yeah well it's definitely um, a good start and obviously something to build off of and you know we're rooting for you definitely even even though we're competitors next week (laughs) I'm still rooting for you, well always, I'm not competing. So. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not on the track. That's <laughs> I'll root for you <laughs> <done>. <laughs> yeah, on Wednesday. I'm a big Jade fan so you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah and I
3: think you know Chili Bowl it's obviously great to have a good week and it gets you um, you know your right foot forward to have you know hopefully a good um, upcoming season so I feel like you know a lot of people say you know it's an ender of the season and a lot of people say you know it's the start of a season um, yeah. so yeah. I don't know it's kind of a, you know an odd time even though it is the start of the season but um, like I said some people say it's opposite so yeah. Um, yeah i think it's just good to you know have a good week and um you know get your season off hopefully the right way yeah, yeah. what do you,
2: do you consider it the start or the end of you your know season? i was thinking That's about actually this a, a i was question. thinking about this
1: yesterday you know it's almost kind of like validation of like all the work that you put in the year before you know like yes. you're talking about everything that you learned and whatnot so it's almost like a capstone to that but also like a segue into getting the season rolling because that it's is like, a good
3: way to put you know it. what yeah. i kind of yeah. never really
1: went one way over the other like for me it was always kind of because it's like we would race chili bowl and then you sec at the time that's when they did dirt and pavement so then sometimes they do speed weeks down at like new Smyrna on pavement oh, yeah. so we'd race that like a month later but then we'd be off for two months oh yeah you know yeah. so it's kind of just like yeah it's like a step i always thought of it as like a stepping stone into yeah. the season yeah so it's kind of
3: yeah that is a good way to put it you know to kind of cap it off to you know or hopefully to cap it off to, you know, to see how much you've learned and progressed, you know, through the whole year. So. Yeah.
2: Well, I think you and Kaylee Bryson are tied for, like, the highest finishing female with, like, 18. Yeah, so. I
3: know. Yeah, we'll have to see how it goes this year. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like I said, you know, it starts on your pre which Obviously, if you have a bad prelim night um it's gonna be hard to you know run through the soup it's it is possible but possible but
1: um it just makes your week a lot harder so yeah no mm-hmm. absolutely well yeah for sure my dad always said if it doesn't start off right it doesn't end up right <laughs> like and so i so at chili bowl or shootout or whatever like that's to, it's totally valid yeah like if even if your heat race goes awry or something happens you know it's tough to battle back yeah, yeah. for sure well that's where yeah. like
2: i watched the shootout and like seeing like ricky Thornton jr come from like behind in like his division, I was like uh, I was so impressed. Yeah, like, he... I know. I felt so bad for
1: him because then he blew oh, up. Oh yeah, I'm I like I lap saw twenty. That. Like, yes. Yes. oh my god. That's why it's just like you just got to make the most of it. Like yeah. you can be like, oh, it's good to have. Go- I always chili bowl. It's good to have goals. You know, sometimes even like per race, like some. I'll just set up like, okay, you know, it'll be good if we do this or do that, and it's yeah. like a, a build up effect. You know, yeah. but just definitely making the most of it. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a good theme for the week. Yeah,
2: <laughs> well, I'll be making the most of it. From yeah. Not on the track <laughs> as I watch you guys. So I'm very excited. Um, Jade, thank you again for coming in yeah. and chatting with us. To yeah, kick anytime. Kick off thank you guys for having me. Yeah, and we'll see you in Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. See you guys. Yeah, see ya. <laughs>